Psalm 84. How lovely, how lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even, even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young, a place near your altar. Lord Almighty, my God and my King, blessed are those who dwell in your house, they are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, as they make it a place of springs, the autumn rains also cover it with pools. And they go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Hear my prayer, Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, God of Jacob. Look on our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. For better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor, and, and no good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Lord Almighty, Blessed is the one who trusts in you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There's always a point at the end of a long trip where you're just kind of done where you're done with new experiences, however awesome they are, you're done with new sights and sounds, you're, you're, you get to the point where your stomach is also telling you that you're done with new food. You should maybe stop, get some just regular old meat and potatoes. Where your body and your back ache for your own bed. Where you're done living out of a suitcase, especially because your dirty laundry now outnumbers your clean clothes, if you have any clean left. And where you are full to the brim of new memories, you just can't absorb anymore. You've reached saturation. There is always the point at the end of a long trip where you're just kind of done and you are ready to be when all you want to do is pull into your driveway, put your keys in the front door, drop your bags down, and be where you belong. And home is never quite as lovely or as appreciated 
as when you return after being gone for a while. Now that, that might prove to be a little difficult for us these days because uh, we have spent so much time at home <clears throat> and only at home. If absence can make our heart grow fonder by long trips away, constant presence can kill all the love. And maybe at the end of your brief travels this summer, trips on the weekend or to the cottage finally or camping, maybe it has taken you longer than normal to get to that point where you're ready to come back home. But that feeling of homesickness, of longing for that sense of belonging and place, we're familiar with that feeling. It, it might be a longing for our childhood home, the place we grew up, and maybe it doesn't exist anymore, or other people live in it, and you long for that place of belonging and love. Maybe you left a home that you loved behind for a big move. Or maybe you downsized and you kind of have a longing for that family home where you raised your kids. Or for some of us, we've actually never known a home where we're relieved to return to. And we know the kind of deeper longing for a home where we're loved. We all know that longing for home. Where we belong, where we're loved. We can put our bags down, and breathe a sigh of relief. Psalm 84 is often treated as a simple song of joy. It's one that relishes in a sense of being at home with God. A song of praise, a song of homecoming. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty. Better, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Blessed are those who dwell in your house, for they are ever praising you. It, it does sound triumphant. It has an undeniable, jubilant tone to it. It's one of the reasons that Parts of Psalm 84 are well-known and beloved and show up in a lot of songs and hymns. But if you listen a little closer, if you read it maybe a little less cheery, the psalm is spoken by someone who is homesick. My soul yearns. It, it even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart, my body cry out for the living God. Look, even that sparrow has found a home. Even that swallow has built her nest right at the place of the altar. Do you hear a tinge of envy almost in that? 
envy of those little birds making their home right there at the place of the altar. Envy that they're at home so close to the place of God's presence. Maybe even a twinge of jealousy as the psalmist thinks about how the sticks of their nest just jut out right above the heads of the priest as they pour out sacrifices and say their prayers in front of God's presence. Even, even that sparrow has a home in God's presence. This psalm comes to us at a time when God's presence rested most tangibly in the temple found in Jerusalem. Psalm 84 is part of a small collection of psalms called Songs of Zion, Songs of the City of God. And, and they're a, a collection of songs that, that focus on celebration, of being in God's presence, of being at the temple, of being in the city of God, in God's presence. And so the psalmist celebrates the beauty of the temple, knows the beauty of God's home. The way the sunlight in the morning gives a lovely warm glow to the side as you approach it out from the outer courts. The way that the crowds gather and there's laughter and singing and chanting and noise <laughs> as God's people gather into the courts to worship. There's a smell of spices and incense that mingle with sacrifices and smoke. The psalmist has made the journey from wherever his home is in a village to the city of God and, and knows the joy of seeing the temple rise up. He's walked the highways with other pilgrims on their way to worship. He knows the valleys like Baca where the traveling becomes hard and difficult. Where each step is a struggle. But how the soft rains come and give you strength to keep going on. And the psalmist knows the sweetness of finally arriving at the temple, the place of God's presence, and knowing he is at home. Knowing he's at home with God where he belongs, with God's people, worshiping and praising the Lord Almighty, the sun and shield and home for his people. But for all that joy and warmth, the psalmist isn't there now. The joy expressed comes from warm memories, from past experiences. The longing, the homesickness, that comes from the simple fact that he's not there. He's not at home. He can't get there. He can't see the temple. He can only remember it. And we're not told why he can't go, what stops him, whether it's circumstances or, or exile, whether it's illness or advanced age. He just can't. 
And so Psalm 84 gives us these incredibly warm past memories of joy and the present longing to be at home in God's house. Psalm 84 is a little tricky for us, okay? We're 21st century Christians. Psalm 84 is about the temple. But as Christians, we know that God's dwelling with us is not in a particular place, in a particular city, in a particular country, in one temple. But because of Jesus and the Holy Spirit, God's dwelling is with us in every place. And so, for Christians, as we've encountered Psalm 84 and, 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 and used it and interpreted it, we've kind of had to adapt it over the centuries to make it a bit more easily applicable. Psalm 84 has been associated with funerals and death for a very long time. Moving God's dwelling from the temple into heaven, and then our pilgrimage not to Zion, but to God in heaven, and so it's our life pilgrimage, right? We've spiritualized it. It's our life journey to God, heaven, okay. Psalm 84 is often also used in the dedication services of new church buildings, where every new building, every new brick and mortar becomes a lovely dwelling place of God. We've had to adapt it to make it somewhat relevant, to make it hit home, to make it apply to our lives. But I'm wondering now if in this long season of separation from one another, if maybe we don't have to work so hard to reinterpret this psalm. That maybe it's a song we're able to sing and to pray a little more naturally these days. Because at the heart of it, at the heart of this psalm, it is about the deep joy of experiencing God's presence in worship with God's people. It is about the temple, yep. But the courts that the psalmist is yearning for, that says it's better than one day in the Lord's courts than a thousand elsewhere, those courts are filled with God's people worshiping him. And those roads to Zion are not deserted, but they're filled with fellow pilgrims making their way to worship God. The psalmist longs to be a part of the people worshiping God in God's presence. I think that's something we know. I think it's a kind of homesickness with which we are familiar. A kind of longing. We are a people fractured. We are here, but we are also scattered all over the place. We are together, but we are also not together. So this week I asked folks when I was on one-on-one -on -one pastoral visits, but also via the church's social media, to just, what do you miss about our life together as a congregation? What do you miss about pre-pandemic us? 
And, and what do you look forward to in our post-pandemic life as a congregation? It will not surprise you that one of the first things and many things that people said is, this is one person but echoed by many, I miss singing with everyone. I miss that lively, boisterous singing. I do too, when it's full and we can hear your voice and you are just lifted. And even if you can't sing, you are carried by everyone else around you and the joy of that sound. Someone else said hugs, <laughs> handshakes, a little bit better than elbow bumps. Someone said catching up with people during coffee social after the service in the gym. Someone said listening to a sermon together. Not just alone, like listening to a podcast at home. This person says, I miss the quiet of hundreds of people listening to the Spirit speak together. A young dad at home with his kids said, communion, not at home. <laughs> not where I am scattered and being climbed on by my littles, but where I am fully present in the space with God's people. And here's the last quote. I miss the chance to be a big body of believers as we witness baptisms and professions of faith. I think the biggest thing I miss and look forward to is the laying on of hands on all different occasions. This is one thing we truly haven't been able to do. We miss each other. Being with one another in God's presence. Worship can happen anywhere and it does. <laughs> It happens in this space. It happens at home. We are not tied to temple or to church building. Thanks be to God. We are in God's presence, whether we are in a living room on our own, whether we are walking a trail through a forest, or whether we are sitting in our own very church pew. But like the psalmist, we long to be in God's presence together, raising our voices in song, coming together around table and word, marking our big moments in both prayer and celebration, and as one. We've been on a long trip, and we're all kind of done. We're ready to be home. We're done doing church at a distance, like this. Masked, physically distanced, we are keeping each other safe and this is important. Doesn't mean we can't be fatigued by it, people. We're done taking communion apart from each other. Some of us ha haven't taken communion in a year and a half because it just doesn't feel the same. We're done trying to sing along when it's just <clears throat> maybe not someone who sings great, like me, in front of a screen. I want to hear your voices around me. Everyone knows it's at the end of a trip. 
when we are the most cranky and exhausted. When we're just done and we're ready to be home, but we're not quite there yet. And it can be the hardest part of the trip to stay positive, to stay kind, and to stay patient, and to trust. And it's really easy to be that kid complaining in the back of the van. Aren't we there yet? How much longer? <laughs> I just want to be home. Is that, is that the voice of anybody else? No, just me? That, okay. If it's just me, people, that's a sad thing. Okay. We don't want to be the kid in the back of the van. And this is where we need Psalm 84. Not just because we share the psalmist's homesickness and we can identify with his longing. Not just because as 21st century Christians in a pandemic, you know, we can identify with an ancient poem about being far away from God's temple. We need Psalm 84. All because we need to remember the joy of being together. Somehow this psalm is known and remembered as a joyful psalm. Even in the midst of separation and longing and homesickness, it is not a psalm of lament, of complaint, of anger, but of joy. And I think that's because the psalmist with an aching heart and a yearning soul, with envy for the swallows and the sparrows that have found their home in place of the altar. In his longing, he remembers. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains cover it with pools, with blessings. And they go from strength to strength until each appears before God in Zion. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord Almighty. A few weeks ago, we baptized little Charlie and Tyler in an outdoor baptism service. It's a concession to COVID. It keeps our little ones safe. It's a way of doing our life together in ways that we get to be together and keep each other safe. COVID concessions. And so after the morning service, for those that were gathered here in person, the families went out. We had the baptismal found out there on the grassy circle right outside the main entrance. And the families gathered around the baptismal font. 
And those who were here in person walked out and made a semicircle around that grassy circle. There was sunshine and heat. (laughs) And we spoke God's promises shown to us in baptism. God's promises to never leave us or forsake us. God's promises of claiming us as his very own. Promises to always be with us. Promises that God has made us to be his people. To be our home, our sun and shield. And as we sang to end the little service outdoors, we sang praise God from whom all blessings flow. And little Tyler who, you know, because of COVID, is a little bit older than the typical infant that can't move that comes to the font. Tyler had busy legs. Tyler was sick of staying in one place when it was a beautiful, gorgeous day. And so he had just been doused with water in his baptism, and he took off from his parents' side to run around the grass in the sunshine. His hair and his forehead still wet from his baptism. And one person who was there shared, that, shared this week that that was a moment of joy for her in a hard season of homesickness. A little boy, marked with the waters of belonging and the promises of God, running in the sunshine while God's people sang around him of God's blessings. In this season of homesickness, may you remember the joy of being with God's people. May you remember the joy with trust and with hope and the promise of our faithful God to all those who belong to him. Better is one day in your courts. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Our faithful God, our sun and shield, You have made your home with us through your son, Jesus. You have made your dwelling place among us. And we are grateful. We thank you for the ties that bind us as your people, as your body. And in this time of ongoing distance and separation, of not being all able to draw close together in one place, we lean on you. We lean on you who... You are our home, and you are with us. Remind us of the ties that bind, the spirit that unites us, the love that you have for all of us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.